0: Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel, and extended stay sectors. Okay, so today I'm speaking with Naomi Heaton, co owner and chief executive of The Other House. Naomi, can you start by telling us a bit about your background and what prompted your move into the service accommodation space?
1: Well, um, my career began in, in advertising. After I graduated from Oxford, and I worked at a number of agencies, and um, the one's probably best known is Saatchi and Saatchi, where I was a a director. Um, And whilst there, I got the property bug buying and selling in my spare time, although I'm not sure how I had the time. And uh, I got to the point when I thought, well, I really would like to. Develop my own company and follow my own um, uh, direction. And I set up uh, a London Central Portfolio. And London Central Portfolio is uh, a full service asset management company, which you're probably well aware of, um, operating in Prime Central London. And it was specifically to help investors um, identify the best uh, properties. Uh, to renovate and refurbish them and then let them manage them. So London Portfolio manages a a large portfolio of rental investment property in prime central London. And uh, I've seen over the years many changes in the rental market, uh, a gradual um, shift to smaller and smaller units in central London as people uh, decide that um, they'll sacrifice size for the location. Uh, particularly if you're an overseas visitor you want to be where it's all happening. Uh, We then saw an increasing desire for very aspirational interiors and ultimately we were seeing a desire for services 24-7 which is something that in the private rent sector in central London which is a fragmented market is quite difficult to offer. So I saw all these all these changes and um, ultimately what we saw was the fact that we were, in a way, representing—we were, in a way, renting um, hotel rooms that actually what our tenants were looking for was a hotel-style service, um, and that made us decide to relook really at the market and what 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 um, these people wanted, and it became completely clear to us that at the one end of the spectrum, with without out rental property, you had a great sense of place. But not very much service and certainly not 24 7 or on demand and at the other end um, you had the hotel market where lots of service all on demand but no sense of place and obviously within the middle is was the service department sector which had um, the accommodation element but actually generally a very limited amount of service and a very limited amount of lifestyle and we really felt that all the people using these three sectors which have been mainly planning directed with the same kind of people at different stages of their life and why don't we try and disrupt the market uh, blur those boundaries and say that actually we can offer um, both service and place making in one particular um, asset offering and that's really um, how we've ended up with being in the service department sector at least in part because we're also in the rental sector and we're also in the hotel sector because we're it all together.
0: So tell us a little about the other house concept and how you think it will be different from other similar brands in the space.
1: Well I think the other house is, is, is different from other brands um, in the marketplace in the sense that the intention is to provide um, an environment where we will Um, offer what we're calling club flats. In fact, we're calling the whole concept a residence club because we want it to be a place where people can be a resident for as long as they're in town. So first of all, it's from one day to a week, to a month, to a year. So actually, shorter stays in service departments, but on the other hand, potentially longer stays as well. Uh, So I think that's a little bit of a difference. And then within the environment, We're generating, creating these club flats, so distinct uh, dining area, living area, sleeping area and kitchen, Uh, not in huge spaces, but beautifully space optimized, which is what we've always done within the rental sector in prime central London, very much creating a sense of home. And for example, one of the things I've noticed both in hotels and to some extent in service departments is that you often go to your sleeping area to get to your living area, but actually in in a home, you would always have your living area and then the sleeping area. So just um, adjustments like that. So we have these club flats um, that we're offering, but beyond the club flat, we're offering an area which is just for the residents or or, or paid up members. So there's a whole club area. So if you just want to relax and have a glass of whiskey and do your own thing, you've got this lovely area which has two different bars and a a, a wonderful spa area and vitality pool. Um, But on the other hand, if you want the street vibe, you can, because you also have destination areas with another bar, And all day dining, so I do think that what we're offering in terms of what we can provide our our, um, guests with our residents with is probably more embracing than. Most service departments. um, And more embracing obviously in the PRS and, and the hotel sector, so I think that's one element, the other element is that we're very, very tech based. And I think one of the uh, areas that service departments are are looking at is how they can become more tech-based, how they can make the booking system more efficient and and, and, and more seamless. And our whole underpin of what we're doing is is tech. So we're developing our own app, the Other House app. And that will take you right through the guest journey from um, booking to checking in, to opening your door, to doing your room controls, to booking, the restaurants and the bars and also to um, booking food and drink. So we um, provide this journey where the, the user can be absolutely in control. They can tailor their experience however they want. So we don't clear, clean the rooms once a week. Um, and that's uh, a nod both to sustainability and to privacy. But if someone actually wants everything room clean once a week, via the app, they can do it. So people have complete discretion about how many touch points they want. And obviously what we're seeing is that during this kind of COVID pandemic, people have wanted to well want to communicate via apps. Ironically, had we launched um, prior to the pandemic, and this has been a long time in the making this concept, we probably would have been too advanced in terms of the tech element, but now people are completely familiar with it. And people want to reduce touch points and they only want to interact with people as and when they want want to, and so we have this complete tech platform creating a completely seamless journey for the whole time that we're in the um, in the residence club. But equally, we will create interesting news and information such that we want them to be looking and see what's happening at the other house when uh, they're not around. And of course, the the basis or the 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 idea behind the other house is that when you're at the other house. It's your second home. Where are you staying? I'm staying at my other house, and, it, and then it'll be the other house, as well, South Kensington, or the other house, Covent Garden. But I think all of those things, um, the the tech, um, the different spaces, um, and also the fantastic experiences we're going to provide, because the other house will be all about experience. So the interior design is is um, beautiful. It's very rich. It's very decadent. It's very uh, Exotic uh, prints and colours and patterns, lots of different layers, and that in itself, I think, is probably something quite different from the experience that people may have got from from other other brands within the um, within the marketplace.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're you're launching initially with two sites in London, as you said, one in Kensington and one in Covent Garden. Now, the the Covent Garden site, the Wellington Block, um, had planning consent for a boutique hotel, which I believe had Robert De Niro as one of its backers so what attracted you to the property and why did you decide to to reimagine it into this um, apartment model
1: well um, as far as being attracted to the property uh, the site which is right by the piazza and the lyceum is the most beautiful site Uh, in my opinion it's one of the most lovely and exciting sites in the whole of, of Prime Central London is made up of seven buildings, of which four are listed. So if you walk around it, you would never know they were the same building. And when you come in, and we will have this wonderful um, three story atrium within it, you can see the backs of the existing buildings when you're inside. So you get that complete juxtaposition between the old and the new. So it is a phenomenal site in the heart of Covent Garden. Uh, in a way, Covent Garden and, and South Kensington are our two um, posts at either end of central London, and then we'll buy everything in between. Um, so that was really, uh, when, when you when you look at that site, when I first walked around it, it just takes your breath away. So there was, of course, uh, a fantastic desire to get it. And we were fortunate enough to be able to buy at the time Um, when CAPCO were looking to divest. So at that particular point, the timing, as with all these things, was right. So um, that was really the the, the kind of um, selection. And why we're putting in the other house is that for us, we find the sites which are going to be right for the other house. In other words, it has to look right, feel right, have the right values have the ability to refurbish and renovate so that we can reorganize according to our brand model. And and that is a brand we're always going to put in. So unlike a lot of the major hotel brands who have many, many sub-brands and they can decide which brand to put into which site, for us, we we are selecting sites which are going to add value to our brand and and which will epitomize our brand. So... um, there was never any question about what we were going to put into it, because that is what we're doing. We're looking for sites which we, where we can build this brand in the way that we um, want to.
0: Your investment partner f- for the for the project, the, the Dutch Pension Fund, APG, they've been quite active in the serviced accommodation space of late. So how did your JV with them come about? Uh,
1: APG have seen a huge opportunity in the service department and flexible stay sector. Uh, and possibly they were ahead of the crowd in that recognition. And when we first met APG, uh, which was in 2018, we, um, the moment I, I, I met them and discussed our concept, they got it. And what they really loved was the blurring of the lines, which is what they're doing everywhere else. The fact that one wasn't looking in a regimented way into one sector or another. And they also see the absolute importance in their business model of the longer stayer. And suddenly, that would be proven right, of course, during the pandemic where it's been the longer stay market that's remained very solid and robust. And they see that as being a real way forward. Uh, The whole idea now, of course, is slow travel, that people will take more time when they come over, they'll be more socially responsible in terms of their their, their travel arrangements. What we see is that um, corporates will send their employees over for less visits, but longer visits at a time. They will also need to be very careful And sensitive about where they put their employees no longer is it going to be okay to put them in some um, 18 square meter box because they've got to think about emotional and physical well-being so I think the whole slow travel I also think that the idea now where the people may be working from home more where you can come in and have a pierre de terre and where we will store their luggage when they're not there and then bring it back it becomes very very easy and that was always part of our Concept when we when we when we started it. So I think they recognised the real potential of the fact that this market where people stay longer, where therefore you don't have as many peaks and troughs in terms of seasonality and in terms of of of, of generating your rooms revenue There's a more constant um, flow with things that really attracted attractive to them. But in particular, what they really really got about the concept was the idea of the fact that it was innovative, it was disruptive, and we were blurring the lines. And that was what what got them. And of course, as you rightly say, they are um, looking at a a number of different concepts, but they're all different from ours. Ours is differentiated because it's this kind of hybrid model.
0: You you mentioned the blurring of the lines in reference to property types, but there's also, I think, some, some blurring going on in. Types of traveller, I mean service departments have traditionally appealed mainly to corporate travellers rather than leisure guests, but that's starting to change now. What do you think um, your mix of leisure and business travellers will be, and will it be those people who, who are combining the two on the same trip?
1: I think we'd always, um, we'd always uh, been projecting at about 45% leisure and 55% business. Uh, that's partly because our, our experience is essentially the corporate market and also the children of high net worth parents who are studying over here who have as much disposable income or more than their corporate counterpart and, and within our rental portfolio they were always an important element and they looked after the properties in, in, in just as, as good a way as their corporate equivalent. Um, so that would that have been our original um, assumption and of course the corporate market um, service departments, if they're there for, for longer than a short stay, is really, really important. But equally, um, the fact is now that, this, that the service department model is very, very important for the leisure traveller too. And clearly, there's been the whole Airbnb wave. and the fact that people like to feel like a local fight like to feel like a resident which is what we want to create um but but there are also some downsides with Airbnb in terms of professionalism and what you're going to get and the fact that you've also got to look after yourself whereas with the other house you'll get all that um local experience and feeling you're in your own place but if you don't want to look after yourself actually the facilities are there for you to, to not to not do so, so you have that that choice. So I think that the market um, will be split between corporate and leisure. I think that probably the leisure market is going to be more important in the short term and the foreseeable future, because the corporate market um, will take longer to get back into normal um, travel routine, except for those people who are probably coming over for a project or being relocated. Um, So I actually think that we're going to be potentially more leisure than corporate, um, to begin with, because that that market's opened up, uh, but I think there'll always be a combination. Because the lovely thing about having a a, a, a club flat or a, an apartment is the fact that if you do want to bring your family over later, you can. So it's just an, an immensely versatile kind of product. Um, but we will always be looking at getting both the the corporate and and the smart leisure traveller as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, your career has very much been focused on prime central London, but do you think there is scope to take the other house elsewhere in the UK and perhaps even beyond the UK?
1: We absolutely think there is scope and our intention is to roll out. Um, we see what central London does is to um, offer the kite mark, it's an ultimate global destination that is great for leisure travellers and great for uh, corporates. and. With that kite mark, we have the ability to roll out. And that could be to roll out to the the major premier cities around um, the UK, but equally to, to move out internationally to similar similar types of cities. So New York, Singapore, Dubai, Berlin as well. So the aim is to buy another four or so. Um, sites in prime central London because we see prime central London as being made up of lots of different villages and different people want to stay in different places so as I said we've got the kind of goalposts with um, South Kensington Covent Garden but then we can um, look at places like Fitzrovia or Marylebone, uh, Sloane Square, Notting Hill to fill in those gaps and once we've done that, we then use that as a launch pad. We will then have developed the other house brand name. We will then have, uh, hopefully, global credibility and we then move on and outwards. So that is absolutely the, the aim. As you as you know, APG were the cornerstone investor for Sits uh, and M. And I think they now have 21 or 22 um, hotels which have opened. This is a very long term proposition. APG have a 30 year. Um, time horizons minimum. We're so fortunate to have them as a JV with LCP Hospitality Holdings, my company, um, and this will be a long term brand build uh, exercise and uh, they will be a great partner to have to, to help us bring this, this really exciting vision to reality. So have you set any targets for, a num- for the number of locations and
0: units under management for the next sort of five and 10 years? Or is it just a case of when the right opportunities arise? Yeah,
1: well, it is to some extent when the right uh, opportunities arise. So, for example, we are actively looking in prime central London now. We're getting a property of the right size and the right credentials uh, with the, the ability to, 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 to re- con- configure and renovate as you want is a hard task. But I would say that over a 10-year period, we would expect to have at least 20 assets and it would be multi-destination.
0: Great stuff. Naomi, thanks for talking to us today.
1: Thank you. Great pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the Service Department News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.